Welcome to Investing, Earning, Living podcast. Your hosts, Marika and Marek, who went from nothing to multimillionaires in their early 30s, will show you how you can invest more, earn more, and live more. How you can go from zero to a multimillionaire through strategizing, diversifying, and increasing your earning potential. Invest more, earn more, live more. Welcome to Investing, Earning, Living podcast. My name is Marek. My name is Marika. And on today's podcast, we'll be talking about buy to let property, in short, BTL. Yeah. So let's go for it. Yeah. So um, buy to let is one of the simpler property um, strategies you can adapt. Um, especially when you are starting out, um, that is definitely a strategy to go into for a beginner. Um, it has many benefits. Um, it also has many risks associated um, with this type of investment. And you really need to um, have some education, even if you are starting out, especially if you are starting out, uh, not to, to minimize um, any mistakes or um, risks um, that you will be exposed to. What is the definition of buy to let? Um, so buy to let um, is a purchase of property that is specifically um, aimed at renting it out. For profit? For profit to a tenant. To a tenant. Okay, so is there anything specific you need to protect yourself as a landlord or a tenant? Um, because both parties need to have some certain rules, um, regulations, I suppose, have to be into it as well, taken into consideration. And obviously protection for both parties have to be there. So do we have anything like that in buy to let? Uh, yes. So I would say if you are starting out, um, the best thing would be uh, obviously when you have a, uh, when you've already acquired the property that you secure yourself um, in terms of the of the contract with the tenant. Um, the contract we are talking about, it's the AST, which is the Assured Shortcold Tenancy Agreement. And if you do not have experience in a buy to let, um, I would suggest uh, you find a good estate agent in your area who will provide the um, this sort of agreement um, so that you minimize uh, the risks. You know, rather than drawing it up yourself, you you wouldn't know the the law. You wouldn't you you wouldn't know many things. So you want really a good agreement to protect yourself, protect your money, uh, protect your property from any uh, potential damages and. Um, the estate agents will also be doing all the due diligence on the tenant, um, including all the ID checks, the credit checks, um, and so on. So it is really important that you've got the contract in place. But before you do that, let's uh, talk about the the actual purchasing of a, of a buy-to-let property. Yeah. Yeah, so in terms of a purchase, so where would you look for a buy-to-let? Well, you can look for buy to let definitely in uh, your local area. Uh, if you're beginning, start with your local area just to get the gist of it, right? Uh, real estate is not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. It's demanding, it's time consuming. Uh, and the more knowledge and more research you do, 
the more protected you're going to be also you're going to eliminate all the negatives uh, and uh, your due diligence uh, will be more effective yes so i would start with my local area even if you're not investing in your local area because it's too expensive it doesn't mean you cannot get experience in your local area by visiting the agents viewing the properties yourself just uh, asking as many questions as you can because uh, uh, for the first 10 20 properties you know you will realize that every single agent uh, every vendor um, every seller it's different and as you view them you're gonna learn more and more and more plus you will know exactly what what you're looking for you will establish what you're looking for what you are interested in mm -hmm. and what actually rocks your boat yeah okay and what would make a good area to invest in when would you feel like oh this is a good area um, so I'll give you example on uh, our investments we started with London uh, and we've got a property portfolio in London however uh, London is very very expensive therefore if you spend a million pound or half a million pound on a three-bedroom property which is not even in the central of london because if you want to invest in central of london one you're not going to get a uh, house it's going to probably going to be an apartment a flat and it's going to cost way over a million pounds uh, probably you will be looking at five six seven ten twenty million pounds okay so we're talking about huge numbers um so you as going in uh, going into a buy to let properties uh, a real estate where you want to buy it and let it out uh, to a tenant for profit because it's mainly about profit okay uh, you want to build a passive income therefore while you sleep the tenant is using your asset during the month and he pays you every month hopefully he pays you more than your mortgage is on your real estate on your on your property uh, if the rental value is more than your mortgage that's where the profits are after all costs yeah and that's what you should be doing when uh, doing your due diligence so due diligence um, is, is something you need to make sure that you are doing on every single property so you are looking at purchase price renovation value uh, you're looking at the uh, the potential rental um, values and what you're interested in is finding out the yield you're going to be getting working out your mortgage payments and seeing if you are going to be making any profit um, on the property because if you aren't then that will um, negate the uh, the investment correct so the way you want to be looking at uh, buy to let properties is where you buy them relatively cheap but the re uh, rentals are relatively high for instance we ourselves um, invest in North, Northwest England uh, that is area for those who are not familiar with Northwest England uh, Liverpool Manchester Blackpool Cheshire uh, St Helens Preston Blackburn Benley um, you know Southport mm. this is predominantly where we uh, now investing in United Kingdom because the house prices are cheaper but the rentals are much much higher okay so um 
how about the area i've mentioned a bit about the area and making sure that you uh, you know you're finding the right property so you've mentioned the overall area but how about specific parts um going into specific parts of a city um or uh, you know how would you would you know that the property um you know will perform will have the demand um in that area well, first of all, you, uh, as I said, once you get experience and, and you establish what you are actually looking for, the next step is uh, who are you going to be targeting? What is your ideal uh, tenant and your audience that you're targeting? So obviously, if you're targeting families, uh, you probably want a bit bigger property, um, two bedroom plus, three bedroom, maybe even four bedroom, where it's a married couple or young family that is starting or wish to start a family. Then you'll be looking at logistics in the area, transportations, any local schools, because obviously if someone wants to start a family or have a young family, then they, then, uh, they need to be... Um, in an educational system, therefore the school have to be near the properties you're going to be letting out. And that way, those people stay in your property for longer as well, mm. because families tend to move in into your properties, your real estate, uh, not for one or two years. If they've got young kids, they stay there for 5, 10, 20 years until the kids leave the schools. Okay, if you are um, targeting young professionals or... Uh, students such as doctors lawyers mm. you probably want to establish if there is any hospitals next to you uh, any um, universities mm. that are in close proximity mm. uh, also if you are targeting maybe bit older but still youngish professionals mm. maybe closer to city center um, you know um, if you're looking in letting out for holiday lets, then you need to be looking at, you know, parties, uh, excursions, relaxations. So obviously you guys need to uh, establish your preferred mm. Mm. tenant. Yeah. Yeah, that, that short term let would fall into a service accommodation yes. um, part. So yes. I think we, we're going to cover that. The in other the thing you need to... <clears throat> Also consider while you can uh, looking after your pro um, looking after your next purchase um, crime rate um, the demand you know mm. the employment is a good uh, is the population local population mainly employed or are they on uh, some kind of governmental scheme uh, you need to know that because that is going to affect you obviously if you don't mind uh, mm. having tenants on governmental scheme then that's not a problem mm. uh there is a lot uh, quite a lot a lot of uh, local governments that will also uh let well rent out the property take the property mm. from you on a long-term uh contract and then they will uh let it out to their own tenants which is also good in uh, uh, as a strategy if you want to have buy to let properties mm. uh, because one is a guaranteed guaranteed monthly income but also no maintenance because yeah. they tend to look after them the properties however they usually want to have bare minimum uh, standard in the property so instead of having mm. a lots of lights on the ceiling posh wooden flooring on the floor stuff like that they don't want that because it's more maintenance for them more cost for them so they tend to mm. take 
very low or minimum standard properties where the cost for to keep them up and maintaining them is minimal yeah but again as you build your portfolio you want to be looking into this this sort of strategies and establishing who who is your uh, ideal tenant, tenant. Uh, for your properties okay um marika how would you raise the deposit for buy to let okay so uh, there are many ways uh, to raise a deposit i'm gonna take and um, talk about uh, an example that you know how we've raised um the deposit when we were starting out so we bought a property in uh, in the northwest and we used uh, traditional borrowing to um to finance this property so the actual um deposit um we have borrowed we have took a person we have taken a personal um loan we had a we had a quite a good profile so we have managed to get a substantial um uh, borrowing amount to cover the deposit value um, and uh, the remain the remainder of the funds was covered by a mortgage so we've put a mortgage um, on that property so um, one of the um, of the ways of raising the deposit is through traditional borrowing um, so like personal borrowing or a company borrowing and then on top of that uh, leveraging with, with borrowing with with other people's money um, such as you know I'm talking about banks money as long as you have a good credit profile uh, okay so that's the traditional borrowing that you can use you can also use non-traditional borrowing um, which is um, approaching your friends, approaching your family, um, or finding um, someone we call an angel investor. So finding an investor that you will give a, a return on their investment. You'll give a set return and you'll have an agreement with them how you would repay them. Um, so, so as I said, there is many ways of raising the deposit. Um, you may need to so if you are borrowing money from friends or family you will need to demonstrate that you know what you are doing so perhaps taking up some courses or even taking up coaching or mentoring um you know that will help you to uh, present the deal you know in, a, in the best possible way and and know your numbers uh, know about you know what are good and what are uh, you know what may be possible bad investments and the higher your knowledge is and when people start um, realizing that you know what you are doing they will trust you and then when people know you and trust you um, this is when they are going to help you out Okay, um, the thing we need to talk about mainly uh, is uh, what are the pros and cons of having buy to lets So yeah. what are the pros? Um, so uh, there is quite a few um, good things um, about um, having a buy to let and, and being a landlord. So um, one, you've got an asset that you can be proud of. So the asset can benefit uh, with um, capital gains over a period of time. So um, the property value may grow um, over a period of time. Um, you will also be getting the monthly rent from the tenant. Um, what you need to make sure is that you have a good AST in place. Um, Contract. 
yes, uh, contract. So a short short hold tenancy agreement, um, which yeah, which is ASC, That's, which that, is the contract. Yeah, that um, is that is only for the United Kingdom. For other countries, to make yes. it simpler, is is a tenant tenancy to a landlord yeah, contract tenancy agreement that yes. would be. Um, so you need to make sure that you've got a good tenancy agreement in place. And if you are starting out, I would say um, I've mentioned this before. Um, you know, find a good local agent who will provide a, a good agreement that you are covered. Um, the other thing that is important is having insurance um, in place. And you may want to pay a little bit more to have the um, event of uh, the tenant not being able to make the payments. Um, so insurance is also is also quite important. Um, yeah, but what are the pros? Okay, of so buy to let? so the the main thing is that you get a stable income, uh, passive income. and passive income, and you grow your portfolio. Yeah, there are the there might be capital gains every year. So is that the con or is that a pron? Uh, that is a is a pro a pron. Um, because you know, over time, you might have capital gain, meaning you can have a better value from your property, and uh, you know you can further down the line, you may choose to remortgage uh, your property if the property value goes up, and you can leverage uh, that borrowing in a short term. I mean, obviously, in a long term, it is important that you pay off. Uh, you know, you pay your you, off your mortgage. Um, so in the short term, however, to build your portfolio, this may help you to build your portfolio um, through refinancing. Yeah, that's only if the property grows if, in if value. If the property goes up in value. But we know that usually um, over the period um, of five to ten years, the property do go up in value dependent again depending on the area but for example for london it could be even up to 50 yeah. percent over a period of five or ten years okay uh so the main pros of having pro buy to let properties is you're building your wealth yeah uh you're building your passive income you have uh, eventually you're gonna ha have uh, financial freedom because you will have more money coming in. Uh, you also generating uh, cash flowing assets. Mm. You also have a positive cash flow if you do the numbers correctly and due diligence. Um, in United Kingdom, you are considered as a professional landlord if you have a 10 or more properties. If you have three or less, you are considered as an amateur. Uh, it's not really stated what you are when you have more than three but less than ten, but that's what is considered. Um, the negative uh, parts on having buy-to-lets and property portfolio is you need to be dealing with the tenant. The tenants might be uh, refusing to leave, so you need to uh, you know go through legals and court actions to get them out. But they might not be paying the bills, therefore, mm. you know, you need to be dealing with that. Um, when you're renovating the property or maintaining the property, that's the co extra cost mm. that landlord will incur. During uh, renovation or maintenance, refurbishment time, you are the one responsible for the bills such as water, gas, electrics, 
uh, local government taxation in UK is council tax and that is because there is rubbish to be removed weekly so on and so forth um, obviously if you go have a uh, TV the satellite TV or broadband that comes into place as well so this is additional cost that you need to be always considering if your property is mm. empty okay is there any other negative thing? Uh, no, I think I just wanted to mention the importance of having a good property insurance in place. And, um, and I've mentioned this as well, that you can get your rents covered within the insurance for a little bit extra money. It, it, it would not cost you a lot more, but we're talking about in the UK, probably about £5 a month. And that will cover you in the event if the tenant is not able to pay. Um, and you have to go through an eviction process, that period up until eviction will be covered by your insurance company. And obviously having a strong insurance in place will make sure that, you know, you, you if anything um, ever happens, so let's say a tenant um, burns the property down, that, you know, you're able to continue, to, you're able to pay off your mortgage uh, or you, you're able to, to, to get the money back that you've invested into the asset. But also the tenant can have their own tenant insurance as well which protects yeah. them from damages incurred by them to the landlord. Yeah. So you could perhaps have a chat with your future tenant and say, look, you know, you need to insure yourself or you mm. could insure it as well. Yeah. And also um, there is a deposit scheme that will protect you. So that that's on the elements of protections as well. So there is a, in the UK, there is a deposit scheme. So when tenant pays a deposit and the first month's rent, the deposit will be deposited in the, uh, in the deposit scheme by the estate agent. Um, and you will not be allowed to easily take out uh, the money in case the tenant damages something in the property. So it's a security for the tenant, it's a security for the landlord and a security um, for the tenant because in the past when tenants used to leave, many landlords would just keep the money and would find little faults um, to to make sure that the tenant doesn't, um, you know, doesn't uh, um, damage the property, trash the property. So uh, to protect the tenants, there is a deposit scheme, um, but then also it's mainly for the tenants' protection. Something you need to be aware of: the money is not that easily accessible. You need to really well, present you to your prove, case. You need to prove proof. Uh, both sides of the case, really, because uh, as you know, uh, there are uh, story to both sides. Okay, the other thing you need to know uh, if you want to become a professional landlord that each property has to be compliant with local and governmental uh, regulations. Uh, if you're doing renovation, intensive, extensive renovations, uh, refurbishments, then you need to comply with a building control. Uh, everything has to be compliant. You, mm. as a landlord, you have a, a responsibility to produce electrical certification, which at the moment is five to 10 years, although um it will be every single year uh, you will have to uh, produce gas certification every single year uh, for the boiler for the oven for the gas cooker and so on it has to be certified every year some landlords do prefer therefore having everything on electrics because they don't need to 
then certify this uh, with gas. Okay. Mm -hmm. The other thing in UK, it's uh, something called EPC, which is a must. It's an energy performance certification. And you will not be able uh, to rent the property out uh, or buy it to let it unless you upgrade the certification. The certification is for, from grade A to G, I think, at the moment. And anything under really E, it's not uh legal to be rented at the moment so mm -hmm. ideally you want to have anything e or above um you know <laughs> well d c um now this is compulsory to have uh, mainly as government tend to put schemes in uh an epc is required for every property purchased or sold now uh, or rented you know, there is a reason why they're doing it. They, they, they in future, they want to impose EET, which is uh, energy efficiency taxations. So the more energy efficient the property of yours will be as a professional landlord, uh, the less taxation you're going to pay in future. You know, they're not taking this data for no reason. Uh, government never does nothing for no reason. There, there is a further implement, uh, implementations mm. coming toward it. So you as a new landlord or experienced landlord and you did not know that, please make sure that you are actually um, going to be upgrading your EPC performance mm. certifications. Uh, and some, and in each certification has a requirements there. Uh, and it could be very simple things, upgrading the boiler, mm. installing extra ins insulation in the floors or ceilings, uh, or upgrading the windows from a single glaze windows to double glaze. There is still thousands and millions of properties mm. with single glaze windows um, in Europe, which needs to be upgraded. So this is something you, you want to be looking at. <clears throat> and on the regulation part as well, there is the you know for the for the smoke detecting the co2 detectors right yeah you know yeah obviously this is with local and governmental regulations that you need to comply within your country and your local area mm -hmm. uh, so please think about it because it, it is something the government uh, uh, are clamping down on uh, you know buy to leds and big landlords um, used to be um, and I suppose it's, they still are a very negative thing mm. uh, because people think you as a big landlord are taking away properties from the government and from the local population. You are the one becoming wealthy mm. and rich by having passive income and having the financial freedom. Uh, yet people do not, do not realize that you know you are actually taking very bad condition property um, which you then spend money on and releasing back to the market so it's available again uh, it is very hard to prove that actually inflation and property prices are going up because of us landlords uh, what they never take in consideration that the population is rising mm. Right, uh, that uh, you know, you've got uh, uh, external investors uh, that are not 
you know, UK-based or your country-based. There's uh, international investors that are investing uh, in into the properties as well. Um, and again, that that is not taken into considerations. However, it's it's never been proven that uh, buy to let is is a main cause of uh, property rising short uh, short digits in properties and um, yeah short 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 uh, short shortage in properties inflation and prices you know that's that's what the big wawa uh, used to be uh, but now people sort of forgetting about it and walking away from it um, the other thing you also need to remember uh, you know you providing extra m much better quality uh, living you upgrading mm. Uh, and renovating the properties so you're giving much better uh, value back to the community and also uh, since uh, you know the economies wasn't that great from the last um, economical uh, trouble some mm -hmm. uh, from 2007-2008 governments were uh you know cutting down on spending so they had no money to invest in properties and real estate uh so private landlord has to step in uh, and start buying those uh cheap really falling down properties renovating them and putting them back on the market and actually you know 30 to 40 percent of them do go back to their local council mm -hmm. it's just that the owner has has uh, changed instead of the local authority having now the property mm -hmm. is the the, mm -hmm. the the local Jones and Smith that have it now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, while we're talking about clamping, you know, uh, the local governments and the national governments are, have started clamping down on very bad landlords, which is good as well, and, and I'm for it. Um, there was quite a lot of landlords that when they bought property, they never maintained it, they never certify it, they were dangerous, um, very hard condition mm. to leave. Um, I would, I, I, I've seen some properties very, very, in very bad condition. You could say it's, it was, you know, more than slavery, putting mm. 18, 20 people into the property, charging them, and it was just criminal. So, so the government have started uh has started clamping on bad landlords which is good because mm. uh, you know we should have good tenants and we should have good good landlords and it, sh it should be in e equal uh, numbers um but as they were clamping down on landlords you know uh, they've uh removed where 10 percent of wear and tear uh from the landlords so we cannot deduct that anymore uh, from your mortgage and from your costs so it costs more to the landlord uh, they've restricted on uh, relief on finance mortgage finances mm. yeah yeah uh, they've uh, implemented uh, stamp duty taxations uh, in united kingdom um, and um, by that uh, also you know they they've introduced a capital tax gain which means uh, if you are purchasing buy to let on your name your private name or your personal name especially in united mm. kingdom and some of the european countries um therefore uh, your 
income tax mm. will rise because essentially buy to let it is your second income yeah and that will be added to your primary and that will income. be added to your primary and income primary it... wages your monthly or weekly um sort of yearly wages when you do the return you then declare and and then it may push you onto the higher bracket so let's say you're earning 25 and then you've got a couple of buy to lets that might push you over 40k bracket meaning you'll be paying um a lot more tax on the um additional earnings from that um so yeah that's that's the the the, the government um clamp clamp down uh, methods but as you said it's protective for uh, it's good for uh, both landlords and the tenants yeah. uh, because we need to make sure that the landlords know what they're doing that they are experienced people in the long run you know um and that they're aware of all these different regulations for the protection of the tenant and that the tenant is happy as well you know the tenant needs to be yeah and the properties to be honest yeah. the properties must be safe for the tenant you know? yeah I agree uh, just because yeah. you're making some profit on uh, on the property it doesn't mm. mean you're not responsible for it you know mm. it, it, it goes both ways so so uh, uh, I'm for it I'm on for it uh, you know if you're a good landlord and you know how to run it you know how to manage it uh, therefore you will make a profit and you're gonna give much better quality uh, living space to uh, the population that needs it um, yeah so on top of that it's worth mentioning that uh, the most common buy to let mortgage mm. it's a um, percentage only mortgage yeah interest only interest yeah. only mortgages that's the most common in United Kingdom and Europe yeah um, it is a good so, idea yeah but uh, we used to do that yeah. when we started our property journey we used to get buy to let mortgages on interest only simply because you're only repaying the interest that uh, have been applied to you mm. by the bank so or the, private lender yeah. uh, but that means you having more profit to make further investments and more investments into the uh, additional properties that you want to purchase however in a long run you want to be uh, repaying your properties off because of your uh, creditations so moving as you move up the ladder therefore you're going to be uh, refinancing more and talking to the credit is more uh, you know there is a there there is a st there will be a stage where you're going to be too big for the for the uh, high street banks to deal with you because the deals will be so complex so big you will have to be talking to lenders brokers and so on so um the repayments is essential because you prove to the banks <laughs> that you are payable <laughs> and you're paying your cre credits and you're repaying your debts uh, therefore they'll be able to lend you and trust you to give you more finances uh, on your property journey yeah yeah um, is there anything oh, else do you think I think we've covered most of the points um, yeah if there's anything else you guys want us to talk about in terms of a buy to let or you want us uh, to elaborate on one specific area um, please email us on info at investingandingliving.com and we'll take that on board and, well, 
give you what you would like to it's, hear from it's us. It's worth to mention as well, just before we finish, you know, if, if you're going to be um, refurbishing your buy-to-let property, uh, then try to make a better standard than everyone has in uh, in uh, your local area. That, that 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 can be just simple, simple things. You know, it doesn't have to cost you uh, thousands of mm. dollars or pounds. It 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 just it just, it just will cost you few few hundreds. Uh, you know, instead of having one uh, bulb light in the middle of the room, you can have uh, spotlights. Uh, or ceiling lights uh, in the kitchen bathroom you can put wooden flooring maybe downstairs in your property and upstairs just a carpet um, something now is uh, picking up in the market and it's cheap usb sockets mm. you know stuff like that just add add value add try to add a bit more value than your competitors your other landlords in the area as well or your local authority such as government uh, because they have just a minimum standards and when you have bigger better standards uh, quality property therefore you can ask for more rental as well yeah you can ask for more rental and the tenant will be sticking around for longer if they're gonna enjoy the space where they live and if, if things are going to be convenient such as you've mentioned the usb sockets um they th that will be the reason for them you know to stick around and not move on or look for another property for them to live in yep ah one more thing mm -hmm. you just you just mentioned <laughs> on living um obviously what we do um with properties because um as we said if you if you're going to be buying on your own name then your then your income rises therefore your taxation rises um the common thing to do now obviously we can't tell you what what you must do or we can only tell you what we do as we know the advisors we're here to educate and give and give you knowledge value uh and good content what we do we we establish limited companies where we purchase uh, buy to let on limited company therefore all the gains we can reinvest um, and then that 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 way it, it falls into legal uh, part of taxation yeah. um, and that way you can then uh, offset more cost yeah. of your property yeah, as well that's another advantage yeah. <clears throat> yeah so something you might want to consider if you want to go in future as you build your uh, property portfolio and you want to have more than three four five ten you might want to uh, put put those properties into uh, mainly established property company mm. uh, that will then the assets are the company's assets but you are the director of the company so you have a bit more control on the well we have cons control and 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 bit of taxation relief but obviously you need to check your local governments and mm. your local authorities and obviously the property tax advisor is the one who will be um best yeah. to advise yeah. you on yeah yeah do what's best for you yeah um and another thing we found from experience that if you letting the property unfurnished without any furniture without any um, appliances such as washing machine fridge then from experience the tenants tend to live the longer because not mm. only they uh, moving into your property mm. where they have to furnish it themselves but 
thinking logically they moving into the property where they will be buying the furniture just for that property so one they're spending more money on your property two it sort of ties them into your property for longer and uh, those furniture sofas fridges they buy them in sizes that will fit to that property so they will think twice by moving to other property next year in two years uh, in fact um, average stay in our buy to let properties unfurnished buy to let properties is now what seven years isn't a property stay uh, mm, pro tenants stay yeah. seven years minimum uh, and that's uh, we believe is one of the factors because they buy everything themselves for to, to unfurnished very good quality very good high standard property but unfurnished Therefore, they stay in there for much, much longer. Mm. That's, that's a good tip for you as well. On that bombshell, have you got anything else to add? No, I think we're done. We love you all. Love your work. And we'll see you on the next one. See you soon. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed the podcast, remember to like and subscribe on your platform of choice.